Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. The seventh verse, and also Hebrews, the sixth chapter, and the eleventh and twelfth verses. I'm going to tie them all together. Thank God for you. We are here to honor this man and woman of God with high integrity and character. And that's very important. They are not pseudo, but they are genuine. And it's important to have genuine leaders, especially in the time that we are living in. And that can break down the word of God and give you the revelations of the word of God to encourage you and strengthen you. Because God is an awesome God. And he said, I send you, I give you pastors after my own heart. And they will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And I thank God for this couple here in this area, OCCI. You are blessed to have a genuine pastor. In the book of Hebrews 13 and 7. It said, remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Let's back up to Hebrews 6, verse 11 and 12. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to full assurance of hope until the end that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through the faith and patience inherit a promise. And the church say, tonight my subject is to receive better, imitate your leader. To receive better, imitate your leader. Hebrews is a very didactic book. I like how it's broken down. The key word throughout the entire book of Hebrews is better. And you know our bishop had been talking about better is here and better is coming. I don't know about you, but I want all the better God got for me. How about you all? And so in order to do that, then we must understand and get the revelation of God's word to receive what he has for us. You will see over there in the book of Hebrews one twenty four, it talks about a better covenant. Also in the book of Hebrews 1 and 4, it talks about we have one that's better than angels. We have a better sacrifice. We have a better testament. We have so much better. And as Paul began to write this, some going to give it to Paul. Some say Luke wrote it. And then some say that uh, Apollos wrote it. But when you do the study on it, all the doctrine and statements give account to Paul. And he laid this out to encourage them to be diligent and obeying and serving and imitating their leader. And when you look up that word diligent, it means to persevere. 
It means to be in their head strong, preserving, persevering in work, hard working, very industrious. So he was telling them, if you're going to receive the promises that God has proclaimed to his church, then we must imitate them not with a sluggish spirit, but have a spirit of willingness. Be excited about your man and woman of God. To be happy that God has given you a man and a woman of God that's obeying his word. We also know that Hebrews is a faith chapter. So he also talks about whose faith follow. In order to follow the faith that they have, then you got to grab a hope to the word that they preach. Because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. How can you hear without a preaching? How can he preach except he be sent? The scripture says all scripture was given by inspiration of God. And it's proper for doctrine, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfected. And it was given without any private interpretation, but it was given, my Lord, by the Holy Spirit. So when it was written, it was inspiration. But when they written the inspiration, then it began to record it. They encoded it because inspiration is truth recorded. And when they wrote it, then God gave them revelation. See, Paul wrote Hebrews, but when your man and woman get it, they get the revelation. And when they get the revelation of the word, then you receive what they wrote, then it becomes illumination. And illumination means that your eyes come open to the knowledge of truth. See, I never would have got what I have if I hadn't heard the man of God bring the word of God to me. What he did, he opened up my understanding. He gave me clarity in the word. And when I got in the word and understand the clarity of the word, when the word said, if I ask, it shall be given. If I seek, I shall find. If I knock, the door shall be opened. In the word, he said, whatsoever I desire, when I pray, believe it, and it shall come to pass. And my God, when I read it out of the cockiness of my own intellect, I couldn't get what I got from the man of God. Because when the Holy Spirit moved upon the man of God to break it down, when he broke it down, I got the revelation and the illumination of it so the truth is revealed if God said it, it shall come to pass. If God spoke it, why? Because the promises of God is what? Yes and amen. Not one word of God promises has ever failed. You'll follow it all the way through the Bible. And that's why Paul says, wherefore we are compassed by so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finish of our faith, who endured the cross, despised the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. What is he saying? If I got confidence because the word says he is faithful that promise. See, if I try to read it with theology then I'm going to miss what God has for me. Yes, theology is the study of God. You can go to college and learn theology, but you can't get the revelation of God in theology. You've got to have somebody sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost to break it down. I'm not just want to study God, but I want to know him. For Paul 
Paul said, I am determined to know God in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his suffering. He says, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. So the more he pressed, the more we get. The more your pastor cry out to God, the more God revealed to him. So I'm not just coming to church to sit on a pew to go through what I call religious dogma, but I'm coming for a breakthrough. I'm coming to be blessed. Anybody coming to be blessed? Snap somebody with a high five and say, neighbor, I come to be blessed. Tell them I come to get what God has for me. And the word said that he got 10,000 blessings to satisfy the poor. He let me know that if I ask it, will come to me. So when I get into the word of God, breaking down what God has given to the man of God to enlighten my understanding, then when I understand what he has, that I know that God hasn't abandoned me. Yes, there'll be times in my life I feel like ain't nothing happening. But when I got a sure word, Tap somebody say, when you get a sure word, everything going to be all right. <laughs> so this is why I got to connect to my man of God to get better promises. I can give you reference. In the Old Testament, there was a little widow woman, my God, that God told Elijah, go down to Zeripah because I have a woman there who I want she will sustain you. So he goes down now. He sees the little widow woman, and he says to her, bring me. A cup of water. Oh, she was happy about that. But then he said, oh, by the way, bring me a, make me a parcel of bread and bring me a bread. But she looked at him and said, oh, man of God, I only have just a little bread and a little oil. I'm going to just make me a, my son and I a cake and we're going to eat it and we're going to die. But the man of God got the revelation from God and told her, girl, you ain't dying. You ain't going nowhere because God sent me to tell you. If you take care of me first, take care of the prophet first, take care of the man of God first. And if you give me first, your oil crew's not going to fail. Neither will your meal barrel stop until the famine is over with. And guess what the woman said? Yes, man of God. She cooked that man a cake, my Lord, and fixed him up with a good supper. And next thing I know, you read it, the oil barrel just kept filling up. The oil crew just kept filling up. The meal barrel refused to go empty. Slap somebody with a high five and say, when you obey the man of God, you ain't going to lack for nothing. May not have no money in your pocket. But you got power to run lack out the house. You got power to run it out. The devil got to go. When you got a true man and woman of God. And that's why you got to connect to them. And when you connect to them. And Paul says now you mimic them. You follow them. That word follow, it gets to imitate, mimic, copy. Sometimes folk that were a child look at them acting just like old pastor dog. Acting like pastor Foster. My Lord, now they ain't got they all, all of them look at them. Looking like Pastor Wilson. Who that pastor up there in Rome, Georgia? Y'all just act just like him. He ain't gonna, y'all ain't gonna do nothing till he tell y'all to do something. See, the devil try to intimidate you. Down in Newland, Georgia, acting like Pastor Cochran. Ain't, ain't you grown? Can't you make your own decision? Yes, I can, but I'm going to do what the Word say first. 
The word says, imitate my leader. And if I imitate him, I'm going to prosper. If God done got my man of God to this place, why am I going to go and act a fool and go hunt somebody else? You look at somebody say, don't you go running after nobody else. Go around there and go get yourself in a mess. God done bought you this for, done delivered you when you didn't have no food in your house. My God, when you look like you wasn't going to make it and you got a word from God through the man of God to entail you that you're going to be blessed. And next thing you know, supernatural abundance happening all over the place and the devil going to have the audacity to come and tell you to go and find something else. You better hang up under your man of God like the old folks say, like a tick on a dog back. Because that tick know wherever that dog go, he's going. He's going to be stuck right on him until somebody try to pull it off. And that little old bitty tick start out like a little old bitty bug. Next thing you know, it's about that big around because you know what he done? He done got everything he can get out of him. What you're saying is stay under your man of God till you can get everything that God put in him for you because God has a divine plan for all of our life. And since I'm under the my Lord, divine plan of God, sure God got pastors all over this world, but he got one set pastor for you. What you talking about? OCCI and similar things ain't 15 minutes apart. But guess what? All the ones at OCCI are supposed to be here. All the ones at Assembly Saints are supposed to be there. And guess what? We are one body fitly joined together. Then the ones in Noonan, the ones in Mile Up, then Lithia Springs, and all over the place. And down, oh, yeah, you ain't far away, neither of you, boss. They right around the corner. Y'all know when he get going. <laughs> he ducked their head down like that, and he get to going. And God be moving. But the thing is, God have a divine plan. And when we stay in the divine plan of God and obey the plan of God, as far as he set us up to have supernatural blessing like we ain't never seen before. And when we mimic the man of God and we imitate the man and woman of God to watch what God do, because what God put in them will open up, my Lord, for you a, a river of blessings. Supernatural abundance. And God loved us so much. That's why he says in the book of Hebrews 1 and 4 that he sent us a Savior that was better than angels. What you talking about, Pastor? He could have sent Gabriel. And Gabriel could have just done what he wanted. Because he got divine power. He could have sent Michael, one of the archangels. To just come down and just hit something it'll do. You remember. But this time, God says, I'm coming myself. I'm coming. I'm going to put on flesh. Come down out of eternity. Hang on the cross so that my people can get better. And the Bible says, whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have what? 
Jesus said, a thief come to steal, kill, and destroy. But I come that you may have life and that more abundantly. I'm coming out of eternity into time to show you how to get to the place where you can have supernatural abundance and have eternity just like me. I'm coming with a better plan. In the old plan, they killed goats and heifers and doves. They brought up sacrifices. In the Old Testament, they killed the lamb and took the blood. And then they took the blood and put over the doorpost and the covering was there, but the blood of goats and heifers and lambs could not satisfy God. But when he put on flesh and went to Calvary's cross, found himself in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient even to the death of the cross. While he was hanging on the cross, he said, Eli, Eli, laba sabbatani, meaning, my God, why has thou forsaken me? He had the fashion of a man, but God couldn't die. But the man had to die. And when he died, the Bible says there was no shedding of blood. There would be no remission of sin. But when he died, a price was paid that I can live better, that I can have better, that I can walk better, that I can receive better. Somebody give God a praise. How many of y'all believe better is here? Do y'all receive better? Slap somebody with a high five and say, better is here. The price has already been paid. I don't have to worry about nobody else paying a price. The price has already been paid for you and I to have better because he was better than angels. Then they go on and says that we have a better covenant. And that word covenant comes from a Greek word called diakathy. Meaning a series of promises. He ain't just got one. He got supernatural multitude. He got enough so everybody in here can get what God has for you. That's why ain't nobody going to tell me heaven is bankrupt. The Bible said the blessing of the Lord maketh. And he added what? So don't worry about what the world doing. Don't get caught up in the media. Don't get caught up when a man that looks like things ain't going to get no better. Look like what's going on. My God, I don't care what it looks like. But when they get to the bottom line, the God we serve is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. More than we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. The God that I serve. I don't care if there didn't be another dime created. Are y'all listen to me? God's still going to take care of me. Don't worry about, don't, don't look at the economy of the world. You gotta look at the economy of God. And the earth is the Lord. And the fullness thereof. Slap somebody and say, God ain't bankrupt. God still got supernatural blessing. All this God is somebody to speak at. For man shall not live by bread alone. But by what? Every word that's spoken where? Out of the mouth of God. From Genesis to Revelation is the word of God. And when you search the word of God, you'll see Jesus from Genesis to Revelation. That's why when they got a word, they stepped out on the word. In Genesis chapter 1, he said, let there be light. And there was light. Let there be the firmness of the earth. And it came to pass. And when God spoke it, it came to pass. But when he looked at man, breathed into man, you do what I do. If you speak it, you can have it. If you don't say it, you ain't going to get it. 
So he said, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Don't let the enemy mess your mind up with doubt. I don't believe you got to do all that. That's why you ain't got nothing. But if the Lord tell me to turn ten times, y'all going to see this boy turning ten times. If God tell me to run around the church three times, book it, book it, book it, book it. <laughs> I'm going to give it everything I got. I may not run like I used to, but I'm getting around now. Why? Because if, if God said it, it's coming to pass. And that's why Paul said over in the book of Hebrews, the 10th chapter, this is why we're compassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses. See, I can pull you up witnesses from Genesis all the way through Revelation. I can show you in Genesis, oh, good God Almighty, when God told my Lord Abraham, come out among your kinfolk and be you separated, and I'll make you a great nation, and all the nations of the earth are going to be blessed through you. And when Abraham stepped off the scene, here come Isaac, here come Jacob, and Jacob leaned up on his staff and said, Shiloh is coming through you, Judah. And Shiloh is talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus came out of Shiloh. And when Judah died, good God Almighty, are y'all listening to me? They went in bondage for four years, four hundred years. But after four hundred years, God touched a man on the backside of a mountain by the name of Moses. He said, you go down yonder and tell Pharaoh, I am that I am. So let my people go. But but, but, but God, I'm talking and I can't speak. Shut your mouth and let Aaron be your mouthpiece. But when you get there, tell them who, who they going to say, who are you? Tell them, I am God Almighty. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. I am he which was, which is, and which is to come. There's no other God beside me. Hallelujah. Then Moses steps off the scene, and God told Moses, you anoint Joshua, and tell Joshua instructions what he's going to do. And God says to Joshua, as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. If you be obedient and keep my commands, I'm going to bless the ground that you walk on. I'm going to bless you like you ain't never, ever been blessed before. And y'all know Joshua had a few trials. Had a big old wall trying to stop them from getting to the promised land. Just when God tells you to do something, the enemy throw a block. They'll show you something with your eyes, but you ain't walk by what you see. Tap somebody, don't get hung up on what you see, but get hung up on what's said. And if God said it, it's coming to pass. Joshua realized that God said it's yours. And their Jericho wall was built up and nobody, nobody could go through Jericho. But God gave Joshua the revelation how to get the victory. Are you going to pull out swords? Oh, no, we're just going to march. We're going to march around it. We're going to march around it seven days. Seven days walking around the walls of Jericho. But he said, on the seventh day, blow your trumpet. And the walls is coming down. Seven represent God and completion. Sometimes you'll go through stuff, but on that seventh day in God, when the trumpet sounds, you got victory. Praise God like you ain't never prayed him before. Somebody ought to shout, you're God the glory. 
Somebody's let your traffic go off because somebody's getting ready to get blessed right now. Somebody's getting supernatural abundance right now. Do I have anybody in here bold enough to give God a shout out? Hallelujah. Thank you for supernatural. Thank you for abundance. Thank you for overflow. Hallelujah. Well, check this out. God has a plan for all our life. But when Joshua sent spies, two of them went into Rahab, the harlot's house. Missionary at a harlot house. Hello. These days, they now they call it a cat house. Y'all got the revelation. But she says to them, I know God is going to give y'all Jericho. But I want you to remember us as we looked out for you. Ask you to have mercy on me and my family. And they looked at her and said, when we come, get all your family in the house. And when they put all the family in the house, and on the seventh day, somebody say the seventh day, they, my Lord, the last march was over with. The last, my Lord, trumpet, as the trumpet began to blow, walls start cracking. Everything starts falling. But at Rahab, the hollow's house, was the only part of that wall that was still standing. That wall was so huge that people lived on it. They had, they had houses in the wall. But when it got to her house, and her house was still standing, where are you going? See, when you hear the word from God, from your man and woman of God, and they tell you it's going to be all right and everything's going to stand. Stuff will start crumbling around you. Stuff will start falling around you. But what God has for you, it's for you. Ain't a devil in hell can take what God has for you. Where you going? Follow this girl. She go on. She get married, have a son. Mm. Then, when she have this son, they're going to have children. And then you follow it. You're going to find out that Boaz was in the family. Ruth married Boaz. Ruth came from a Moabite country. Y'all know what that is. When you look up that word Moabite, they come a land of fornication, land of perversion. You remember Ruth came out of Sodom and Gomorrah. Are you listening to her family? But then when you follow along, now God turns around and uses them to bring Jesus into this world. Check the families out. When you go in the book of St. Luke, 
in St. Luke, it tells you about, I, I, I back up a little bit. In the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel said, I saw the four faces of God. I saw the face of a lion. I saw the face of an ox. I saw the face of a man. And I saw the face of an eagle. Those represented the four chapters of the first of the gospel. Matthew talks about the kingship of Jesus. Mark talks about the servanthood of Jesus. So when you look in Matthew, you see the kings that came through the lineage of Jesus. But when you get to Mark, you don't see no lineage. You don't see no genealogy. Why? Because slaves don't have genealogy. See, we can trace our ancestors back to a certain point. Then when you get past that certain point, because when we became slaves in America, it's hard to go past that. So they'll say you got African or European uh, uh, ancestry. But when you get to Luke, and you bring up Luke, he started talking about them all the way, like with, with, with Mary and Joseph, all the way back. And then you see Boaz and all them in the family. But why? Jesus put on the worst, came out of the worst nature, a man, so that we could have the best. He could have came, could have been born in a palace. All he had to do was say, let me be born among kings. But what did he do? My Lord, God sent an angel down and told Mary, you're going to have a child. She said, how is this going to take place? I haven't even known a man. Mm, mm. He said, but that's what's in you. The Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you. And you're going to become pregnant with the Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word was with God. Nothing was made except it was made by God. And the Word came and put on flesh and dwelt among men. He comes out of eternity. The Word put on flesh. So when you saw Jesus walking, you saw Genesis, the revelation, being proclaimed. And while Jesus was being proclaimed, good God Almighty, somebody said, he's the Messiah, he's the anointed one, he's the Meshach in Hebrew. And he come to take away the sins of the world. But he come to bring back. So God so loved the world that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He said, a thief come to steal, kill, and destroy. But I come that you might have life and that more abundantly. Not just life. You're gonna, we got to live like we know that we have life. Live like you know you're blessed. He's not man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. If he spoke it, it's coming to pass. Took a holler and bought our deliverance. Where you going? Took the worst of folk and turned it and made the best out of it. Where you going? Y'all know what we were before we got saved. Come on. We were nothing but jacked up mess. But God saw farther than we could ever see. That's why he became like us, so that we can be like him. When he found himself in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient even unto the death of the cross. He was tried. They tried to get him to, my Lord, go against God. Even the devil started out with it. The devil knew he was in trouble. So Jesus go and fast and pray 40 days and 40 nights having a relationship with God. 
And all of a sudden, guess who show up? Satan. Uh-huh, you the son of God? You say you the son of God, right? Turn these stones into bread. But Jesus put Deuteronomy 8 and 3 on it. Man shall not live by, but by what? They're proceeding out of the mouth of God. They'll say, okay, you quoting scriptures. I'm going to go and put Psalms on you. Go up into the, took him up into the pinnacle of the church. They said, cast yourself down. For it is written. See, sometimes folks will try to use scripture on you to mess your mind up. It is written. My Lord, the angels have charge over you unless you dash your foot against the stone. But Jesus looked at him and said, it's also written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So next thing they'll say, uh-huh, he, 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 he thinks he's right. I'm going to show him something. Come on, go with me. Took him up into a ceiling, high mountain. Showed him all the kingdoms of the world. Showed him the luxuries of the world. Showed him the nakedness of the world. Man, you come and model, you bow down and worship me, all this is yours. But Jesus says unto him, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thy serve. And the devil left. The Bible said for a season. Now if he left for a season, guess what? He's going to leave you just for a but when you know who you are in the Word of God, I don't care how many times he come back. As long as you know you wrapped up and tied up in the Word of God, I don't care what the devil throw at you, you already win. Sometimes you go through hard trials. The Bible said, count it not strange. When you enter the fire of trials, are difficult. They ought to try you, but you shall come forth as what? Pure gold tried in the fire. See, he'll show up. And Isaiah 41, he said, when you go through the rain, through the water, and the rivers get high, you won't drown. When you go through the fire, fire won't burn you. Like I told the church Sunday. If you go over there, you remember there were three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The king throwed them in the fiery furnace. Mm. Woo. And then turned around, they didn't burn. So the king looked, he said, did not we cast in three? They said, true, old king. He said, but I see four. He said, and the fourth one looked just like the son of the most high. What happened? These boys had so much faith, I ain't going to send Gabriel to deliver I'm not going to send Michael to deliver I'm not going to send an archangel, but I'm going myself. And guess what? He saw Jesus in the fire. And while he was in the fire, tell somebody, said, we serve an awesome God. Now, y'all sisters over here, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all remember the time y'all had them hot cones? I know y'all put perms in your hair now. But back then they had them straightening cones. Y'all been on them straightening cones? You ever got too close to your head? You ever, you ever burn into that hair? And you hit, you thought your head on fire and you... But God is so awesome. Tap somebody and say, God is so awesome. Not even the smell of smoke. Not even one hair on their head was burned. Not the smell of it in their clothes. My God, and the king said, bring them out. And when they delivered them out the fire of the everything was just like, oh my God, why? Because God decided, I'm going to handle this myself. 
that he comes in and take care of them. So that's why it's so important see, that when we get into the Word of God and learn the Word of God, follow our men and women of God as they bring forth the Word of God. And that's why it's so important that you've got to have a dedicated, genuine man and woman of God. Okay? That they bring forth the Word because that's where you get your revelation from. See, when he comes, he, he may preach faith. And then they say, you know, your faith got you here. Somebody else's faith, my Lord, got them a, 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 a financial blessing. Somebody else's faith got the family back together. God is awesome, God. I'm closing with my testimony. Mm. My TV tore up. Yes, tore up. I called Comcast. Comcast done put me through all that stuff. They said, Mr. Foster, it ain't our cable side. Something must be wrong with your TV. <laughs> oh, Lord. So I called a TV repairman. TV repairman came out and looked at it. He said, something in your tube is messed up on it, but it's going to cost you $180. To get fixed. I said, well, I might. Was it going to buy a brand new TV? I'm going to get it one first. Okay. While he was talking, my wife go to the mailbox. And she go to the mailbox. Hallelujah. She come back and brought me a check from the mailbox. That I could buy three TVs if I wanted to. <laughs> yes. I begin to give God the glory. So what happened, my old insurance company, they supposed to have been paying 80% of my insurance and stuff like that, and I paid the 20%. So they said, this is a rebate, because we supposed to have been paying more than, than what we were supposed to have been paying. I said, oh, glory be to God. I'm going to show you how awesome God is. So I go to Sam and find my TV, bring it back, pay cash for it. He hung it. But the Spirit told me to just take out $100. So I put $100 in my pocket. So when the guy got through, he said, I said, how much you charge me? He said, $100. Gave him my $100 and did my dance. Better is here. Ain't God good? That's all it takes. As you trust and believe in the word of God. When my bishop tells us that better here, I believe that man. I know, I, I know all these pastors do too. They, they, they work, don't it? And so as, as the anointing falls from Aaron's beard down on the garment, the anointing falls from the head down. And if you hang around and be obedient and mimic your man of God or your woman of God and watch blessings flow, you, we about to see a supernatural Blessing like you ain't never seen before going to hit God's true churches. Are you listening? Because the enemy is defying the word of God. He want to make you think that God ain't right. He want to make you think that God's word is not true. You see a rampage of abomination like never before. You see all this homosexuality and lesbian and stuff is spreading through like I don't know what. All of us, we got to pray for our children and our grandchildren. This is the same spirit that attacked the Solomon Gomorrah. But folks are coming to try to get scripture. You know now they're trying to tell you that Jesus and John Mark 
homosexual relationship. This is the kind of stuff that's going on. That's why you got to know the Word of God. They'll try to tell you. Remember when God said He created all the seed bearing plants and all that? They're trying to use that scripture to say, I think uh, Genesis 1, 26, 23, somewhere along in there. They're trying to tell you that's okay, you did the smoke pot. He created Paul and I, when they smoking that. <laughs> Hello? How many of y'all came down that corner? Well, you go right up there at the end of the driveway. Y'all see some, some, some wild flowers with some yellow stuff on it. That's ragweed. Why you be smoking that? See, they're coming with all kind of stuff to mess your mind up. That's why you get to have somebody to rightly divide the truth so that you can become who God wants you to be. Stay in the Word of God and watch what God do for you. Hang up under your man and woman of God and let God bless you. Because God going to always take care of his people. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia. On Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at OCCVR.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.